0: Hey there, Bulldogs. Just quick up top. We're recording this on Monday, March 4th. And of course, today they uh, announced that Luke Perry has passed away. This is horrible. And not just for the show, but just for his family and all the
1: people whose lives he touched. I mean, you had a personal connection with him way early on with 90210, for sure.
0: Yeah, 90210, eight seconds. I mean, I've been following his career since
1: like I could.
0: This is a big loss.
1: And I really, I and really started to fall in love with him as an actor from this and watching him as Fred. and
0: It's just shocking. I mean, it was just a stroke, massive stroke. Mm-hmm. At 52. At it's, 52. It's horrible.
1: We just wanted to acknowledge it. And it's a, it's a huge bummer for us because we really loved his, his work on we this show. absolutely
0: love, we absolutely love Fred Andrews. He's our favorite parent. Mm-hmm. He's by far the best parent. And so we do know this is gonna affect the show. They also announced today that they've shut down production for season three. And so for this episode for sure, we're not gonna do any speculating on how they're they're gonna deal with that. We just wanted to acknowledge the fact that we do know this happened as we're recording this and that we know eventually we're gonna have to talk about it. But for now, like we just like wanna send out our good thoughts to the cast and crew for this show, because he has been a huge part of it and this is a this is a loss that's going to be really felt. Mhm. Riverdale Season 3 Episode 13 Chapter 48 Requiem for a Welterweight Archie steps back into the ring Alice goes deeper with the farm Jughead visits the heart of darkness and Veronica juggles dueling villains oh my
1: god what do you mean oh my god
0: okay so this episode is this is a good
1: Riverdale episode this is a this, solid Riverdale this is a good episode,
0: episode for Riverdale I, yeah, there, I wouldn't go there, because I've seen better. There are some really unearned moments, <laughs> for well, sure. Have,
1: have we watched this show
0: before? Just a handful of times, 48 times to be exact. <laughs> but stuff happened. Good stuff happened. <laughs> like, furthering the story stuff happened. So uh, Let's call that a win. Yeah, I'm gonna take
1: it. Yay, question mark.
0: All right, recap that recap.
1: Archie knocked a guy out. Then he kissed Josie. Jughead kicked Tony out of the Serpents. Then she started a new gang. Veronica is suspicious of her mom. Then she burned all the drugs. Hermione had to buy her had a buyer, and now Gladys Jones wants her money.
0: So we start off with Gladys making breakfast at the Jones trailer. And You know they're they're all getting used to this new stuff. You know she leaves it there for Jughead, and it's just like you know this is you know it's breakfast. And, oh, this is better than my normal breakfast. And FP gets up and he complains about the couch and. Glass, like, oh, do you want the bed? No, it's fine. Jellybean, I need coffee.
1: You let her drink coffee?
0: And, like, she just stares daggers at him, like, who the fuck are you to ta- question <laughs> my coffee? Which one? Totally know that feeling about coffee. And also, fuck you, JB. You a bitch.
1: Mm, I think that's just morning, JB.
0: Potato, potato. And also, it's just about, like, does anyone let JB do anything? She does whatever she wants. And Jughead gets up, and clearly Cole has fresh hair dye hair. (laughs) Like, it's so Jet black. Cole's like, you got your hair
1: done this week. Can I make a couple of observations? One, Jughead passed out while narrating, and then getting his breakfast is kind of adorable. I do like it. And two, this is the hottest family ever. They're very attractive people. Like, Gina Gershon has her hair completely messed up because she's been laying down on a couch. She's very Chrissy Hines. And still... Ugh, so hot. And then Sheriff FP walks in the damn room. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Sheriff. And you know, and Coles Cole's the third hottest person in the room, and even he's you know, he looks alright. Save for the
0: fresh black hair dye.
1: Yeah, well, I didn't notice it, but <laughs>
0: it's, it's one of those things if you dye your hair enough, you know, oh that's fresh color day.
1: Yeah, Wowzers. What a <laughs> what a hot, spicy family.
0: <laughs> we go over to the Cooper house and Alice has her wedding dress out (sighs) She's getting it altered Are you getting married? In a sense Ew! Gross! Yuck! Why do cults and churches do this? It's gross Ew! No,
1: never, 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 never If any church says they're doing some type of marriage ceremony outside of an actual marriage Run Run away!
0: Run! Run. Very, very fast (laughs) Very, very, very fast Alice has really cool pineapples on her jacket (laughs) <laughs> Her jacket's shiny with pineapples.
1: Well, she is a news reporter now. It's true. She's a very serious news lady.
0: But she's getting baptized at the farm at the new facility on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gross. Uh, we go to the Pembroke. Miha, can I see you for a moment? Yikes! Uh-oh. <laughs> Though, you know, Veronica goes
1: to 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 the study. Very slowly and deliberately. Am I being murdered today? <laughs> Really, what it's like? I kind of like Veronica being like, uh, "Is that gonna kill me today?" It's, it's a much better
0: attitude from her than like, "Daddy." <laughs> 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 so, Hiram lays out all the shit he's aware of. Valuable equipment and stock went missing. Tall boy, an ex-serpent, tried to kill me, and then FP, an ex-serpent, is now sheriff. And Gladys, a Toledo serpent, is back after years away, and I'm out valuable assets. If I didn't know better, I'd say the Joneses pulled a fast one on me. And I like Veronica says, they strike me as opportunists, but not master schemers. That's a fair point, but your opinion is going to change very soon about that. <laughs> I have a feeling. So like. Hiram just kind of looks at him and is like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, I'm not stupid, bitch. The truth will shake out. It always does. We go over to Pops and it's Archie and Josie. No, Archie's like, you know, let's skip class and catch a matinee at the Bijou. But he cannot say matinee. It sounds more like manatee. (laughs) (laughs) Matinee. Matinee. Matinee like he can, sorry sorry kj that's just add that to the list of words you can't say double
1: e's are not
0: good savage you. and epic Seavage. can't do it Sievage epic epic <laughs> you do many things well particularly your abs But
1: mm-hmm. no. boy you are sweeter than a strawberry milkshake gross but i'll <laughs> allow it oh it's kind of cute
0: so like they talk about he's doing boxing Josie's like, are there any
1: scholarships for boxing? No. This is the dumbest line ever. Uh, No, there are no scholarships for boxing in any collegiate university.
0: There is for wrestling. He should go back to that. That's yeah. Which I could see that happening again. You know, Archie just says, you know, me getting in the ring is puts me in a good headspace. It helps me focus. And Josie just says, yeah, just don't go messing up that pretty face, Andrews. It's growing on me. Just precious. I love them
1: together. It's cute. I don't know why. I just find them adorable. Because Archie's
0: being cute, dumb Archie, and Josie is like a mature lady mm-hmm. who's not putting up with his bullshit.
1: And is also not an adult who is manipulating him.
0: Accurate statements. <laughs> oh. And her surrogate new stepfather is a positive influence
1: and mature adult. Jeez, Archie's in a good place. (laughs) Let's see how quickly we can ruin that. All right, we go to school.
0: Betty's complaining to Jughead. My mom's usually rubbing the farm in my face, but now she's shutting me out. It's like she's washed her hands of me. She's tried to get more information, but she can't even find a photograph of Edgar ever never. Like, there's not one. Betty's starting to lose it.
1: But Betty just being like, that's weird.
0: Like, in his face. And Jughead's like, you know, maybe you just embrace it. But, like, pretend so you can keep tabs on her. No fucking shit, Jughead. <laughs>
1: duh. 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 No, that is duh. But she doesn't get it. So Jughead's just being like, let me gently recorrect you.
0: Make sure she's safe. they go into the swords and serpents classroom and they're like where is everybody oh we're down another eight all girls all right so they all join tony and cheryl's gang and they're like what do you want us to do boss the jacket says look this is because i banished cheryl and tony i just need to talk to tony get her back into the serpents and the rest will come back too now that's fair it's a little simplified but hey He's being mature. I need to apologize to her and get her back into the group and then it'll all be fine. Uh, Like, Sort of. He went went a bridge too far. But I like that his approach is, let me talk to the person who I have a problem with.
1: Oh, except he ruins it with his next line. We got a reminder what it is to be a serpent.
0: It's not perfect, but hey, I want to give points to confront the person you have a problem with
1: that's true i mean the approach is correct the, the attitude is wrong no as we will clearly find out
0: Yeah, archie's boxing with tom tom is so pretty mm-hmm. he's so
1: pretty all isn't? that gray hair mm.
0: oh, i have a thing for the salt and pepper it works well for me
1: i have a thing for martin cummins so yeah you do mm-hmm. so do i
0: i don't have to share in fantasy land kj's <laughs> <laughs> there he's all right it's true. So we're boxing. He's, you know, like, okay, you're going to keep your hand up. This is what I learned in the army. It's like, so it's Rocky. We're watching Rocky in Riverdale. It's great.
1: And Million Dollar Baby, kind of at the same time.
0: It's, it's all good. Archie wants a fight, and Mr. Keller's like, no. And just kind of explains to him, like, look, you've got speed and you've got power, but you have no technique and you need to learn that and until you do that you can't have a fight
1: I wonder where they got this from oh my god you're like a sane adult just remember we've watched all eight rocky films at this point
0: yeah we've watched all of them they're over on our podcast Macintosh and mod haven't seen what if you want to hear us talk about it we loved it it was wonderful
1: so if you want to know every boxing trope known to man, there you go.
0: Yeah, and we covered Million Dollar Baby during the Oscars this year, so yeah, we've covered it. Yeah, we we know all about the boxing, all of them.
1: But they're doing a good job of homaging and keeping it in the world at the same time. Sure, I appreciate that.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm here for that. Tom is just like, look, I'll I'll let you know when you're ready, and you're not. And Archie's like, I need to know if boxing is going to be a viable option for me. Like, what, what the
1: fuck? What the heck?
0: Like, you're you're not Rocky. So you're not going to be making millions of dollars. But I do like that there is this future-focused aspect of Archie. Like, I'm good at this. This is good for me mentally. Can I keep doing
1: this? It's true. It's just that he's still big, dumb Archie.
0: He's 16. It's okay. You're allowed to be dumb when you're 16. <sighs> we all work. It's just the way it is. And I'm if you are 16, I'm sorry, but you're dumb. <laughs> you, you are. You're dumb. You are. And it's okay. It's We were all dumb. Mm-hmm. You, some of us are still dumb. It's okay. We go over to the nightclub and it's Gladys and Veronica time. Veronica's paying Gladys. And she says, look, my dad suspects that you and FP are behind his troubles. Why th- is that
1: my problem?
0: Because he's fired up about rebuilding his empire, and you don't want to get in his way. <laughs> <laughs> so, and Gladys is just like, um, you don't want him to find out that mommy tried to sell his business out from under him. And Veronica's just like, no comment.
1: <laughs> oh, oh, the mommy lines from Gladys, and Gladys Jones. are
0: great. Gladys offers the hate. You let me know what your dad's doing and that can help pay the debt you owe me. And it's not a bad offer. And Veronica's just, you know, I don't want to spy on my dad. And Gladys is just like, you know, we're going to be in a race to rebuild the candy trade. Love, love the use of candy trade for drug dealing. And she's like, do you want him to be in charge or me? Veronica says, I want you because I want my family out of drugs. All right. So we're on the same page. And so she she goes. And Veronica, you're just so stupid because you're playing right into Gladys's hand.
1: She is, but this plays to her being 16. This is what is very good about this episode. These 16-year-olds are getting out of class. 16. Making these dumb decisions that are not gonna work right. Correct. Because for a while now, they've been infallible in mm-hmm. this. Hero's journey archetype.
0: Well, the only one who's gotten the shit kicked out of him was Archie. Yeah. And so now, like, Veronica's faltering in a more realistic way.
1: As realistic as we can get on this show. Yeah, sure.
0: (laughs) We headed over to the locker rooms at the gym. Archie's cleaning up and he runs into Elio.
1: Oh, you fucking idiot, Archie.
0: (sighs) And Elio's trying to set up a, a match, and the guy leading the gym is like, fuck no. Archie's like, hey, you know, what do you want to do? Okay, so they make a deal. Archie's going to get five grand to take a dive in the third round. Archie smartly says, I want to be paid now. And Elio says, you get half today and half after the fight. And you're going to thank me, Red. And Archie's like, let's go. Riverdale.
1: So. He smartly takes the money up front, except that he dumbly takes the money because he can't get out of this once he takes the fucking money. Yeah, you doofus.
0: I mean, the one smart thing he did was you're going to pay me now. It's a fair ask. Oh. Five grand is not a small amount of money. He's such a moron. I, it's true, totally. But I just want to acknowledge when he does one thing not dumb. Just makes all the more uh, makes all the other dumb so much dumber. It's true. But we're going to take what we can get here in Riverdale.
1: I'm worried about you, daddy.
0: Veronica is wearing a necklace. Not her pearls. And it's not her locket from Archie, but she is wearing a necklace. She's trying to figure some shit out. Veronica suggests to Hiram, you know, let's go clean. Let's refocus on the prison and get it back on track. Hiram's like, well, you know, you're thinking too small. I want to go after the ghoulies and have them manufacture and distribute and sell the candy. Because now that Penny Peabody's gone, her gang needs a new
1: leader. You're so stupid, Veronica. (gasps) You really thought that would work? Just like, maybe we could not be an illegal business daddy, or maybe we could do all of it. Also, do they drink scotch like it's fucking Kool-Aid in that house? Clearly. (laughs) Like, Veronica's just got a tumbler of scotch in front of her dad. I mean, she's in
0: the business, so.
1: Good grief.
0: We head on over to Pops, and Tony is meeting with Jug. Jug head starts, you know, you're a Topaz. Being a serpent is your birthright. We're family. I want you to reconsider joining the gang. Tony says, you want me back in the serpents? Make me queen. She's got an excellent point here. She says, I mean, since I'm a legacy in right, all right. And Jug is like, you know I can't do that. Because of Betty, right? Which also is fucked up. Which is fucked
1: up. Dumb, dumb fucking boy. Betty is literally there for like two seconds out of any given moment.
0: She is your quote unquote queen because y'all are together in a relationship. She is not like an actual serpent serpent.
1: Like what do you stand to lose by telling Betty, hey, you don't have to be the serpent queen anymore. Is
0: Betty not going to be there? No. Is she not going to be your personal queen? No. But who's going to be your second in command? Should be Tony.
1: Like This is a no-brainer decision. The king-queen is not like prom king and queen here. And you know, I think that had they done that, it would have created this really interesting rift dynamic that would have been way more interesting for the show. But they've bought all into this bullshit.
0: Well, then the future like gender politics shit could have been more played out in a fun way. Because they're all in the same group, but it's like, oh, the girls are only listening to Tony and the guys are only listening to Jug. We need to fix this because this is a problem. Well, also, you could have Tony versus Cheryl
1: because the pretty poisons would have stuck around.
0: That's fucking common. Don't know. That's happening. But still, like, we'll get to it here in a minute.
1: But still, I mean, there's so many unique ways we could have gone and they just fucking ruin it with this dumbass writing.
0: Well, I, I like that. That Tony just is like, I'm not coming back. And that's great. That's good. Good on you, Tony, for sticking up for yourself here. But Jughead does ask, what are the poisons providing you that the serpents can't? She says an opportunity to lead. Fair point. She's like, with the poisons, I rule. We're a sisterhood. And Jughead, right on the money, says, you're Cheryl's vanity project. And that one hurts because that's the thing that pisses off Tony and she goes, you're wrong about the serpents being a family. That's what used to be, not anymore. So she leaves, all pissed. And Jughead's just like, I don't know what I did wrong? Like a big dumb boy.
1: Uh, 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 that's what I hate. Is that Jughead's better than that? And I really wish they hadn't made him into this. An
0: this idiot is boy where anymore. like he's always been very like he was really great with Tony before, and then he's the one who like Cheryl. You know, you proved your worth to us. Like you proved that you're one of us. He included her, and. He was right to want to kick them out because they did some fucked up shit. But after all that came out, he should have brought them back. And his failure as a leader comes from him being a teenager.
1: See, I just don't buy it. They keep making these decisions and I don't buy them from the characters because of the bad writing. Oh, great. That's the issue here is that this is not something this character would do. Do something that's believable. I just, yeah, it irks me. I believe the
0: hesitation on Jackie to be like, you know, I can't just make you queen because of Betty. Uh, like, I get that. But why wasn't there a bigger discussion about it? That's what I don't
1: understand. Yeah, it's dumb.
0: So we go over to the Cooper house and Polly and Evelyn are there helping Alice alter her dress.
1: Evelyn in the freakiest Manson family clothes I've ever seen. It's very... Uh... <laughs> Creepy mustard overalls.
0: But Betty's there, you know, just trying to be supportive. Evelyn says, Alice, I need to get those forms back. Oh, right. Here they are. And Betty's like, what forms? Oh, Elizabeth.
1: Yank grabs them immediately from her mother. She's
0: like, what kind of baptism requires a signed released form exculpating the organization in case of bodily harm or death? It's a standard form. I signed one. Scary when I joined 23 Hour Fitness.
1: 23 Hour Fitness. That's the best one they've done in a while. I
0: like that one because it's stupid in a fun way.
1: (laughs) Betty's a little intense about it. And she's like,
0: no. And then Polly and all of them are like, you know what? You're you're just like Edgar said. You're a detractor. (laughs) But I'm not going to let you ruin this day for mom. And Betty's like, fine. But if mom dies, then her blood is on your hands, Polly. And then they all turn to Alice like, you look beautiful.
1: Oh, oh, I feel so bad because I don't want any of this to happen right now. <laughs> like,
0: some, when are we gonna like shake Polly? At? We're gonna kill Polly. That's 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 my new theory.
1: When are we gonna wake Alice out of her cult stupor?
0: <laughs> Not anytime
1: soon. Nope.
0: Veronica goes and finds Gladys, and she says, "My father's going after the ghoulies. He says they're the cooks and the runners. So if you want to win this ward, you need your soldiers to fight in." And Gladys is just like, well, looks like the pretty bird brought herself another day. Keep it the good work, little magpie. I love it. I
1: just love Gladys. Gina Gershon is so fucking good. And he did an, an amazing job. You could not have picked somebody better to do this. No, they really they really couldn't. I know
0: I know there were a bunch of other fan favorites, but she she knocked it out of the park. We head back to the gym and Tom has a flyer in his hand. He's going up to Archie, who's punching a bag, and he's like, You took a fight? Are you nuts? The guy is 12-0 and with 10 KOs. And you haven't even fought around yet. And Archie's like, I gotta prove myself. And Elio's giving me a chance to do that. And Tom is just like, Ronson, he fights dirty. He sucker punched one of his opponents. The guy nose dive into a stool and he hasn't walked since. Huh. Ah, Huh. Million dollar baby reference right there. I wonder where that came from. Archie, you make the call. You cancel
1: the fight. Or you f- find yourself a new coach.
0: Yay, an adulting good!
1: Oh, not only that, but that little flyer toss right at the end just flashes it right at him. I was like, mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was adulting good. I'm happy. You know what, what part of this is why he's so sexy to us? Because he's a responsible adult human being. <laughs> I mean, the, the inappropriate affair
0: aside, but. Well, that too. It, it, it ended well for everybody. <laughs> i'm gonna let that one pass <sighs>
1: <laughs> i just wrote yep they fucked this right up
0: yeah so it's archery class with cheryl
1: which is cool i I'm, legit that scene is I'm, awesome cool
0: cheryl's teaching the pretty poisons uh to shoot with arrows great tony shows up and is like oh great job Something
1: wrong, Montrezor? <sighs> Barf on the French. Barf on the French. Hey, at least she only calls her T, not TT. Correct. Maybe, maybe
0: they finally got the, the memo that that's gross and weird. Tony says, you know, I, I was seeing Jughead and he tried to convince me to rejoin the serpents. That worm. What did you say? No, obviously. He had the audacity to call us a vanity project. But you kind of are. <laughs> oh,
1: Tony, you deserve better. And then
0: Cheryl's just like, "Don't worry, I'm gonna figure out a way to put him in his place. Time to show Jughead just how poisonous we pretties can be." And Cheryl pulls an arrow and you
1: know hits bullseye.
0: And like now Cheryl's just thinking dangerously, like it's all about power and status with her.
1: Well, to be fair, Tony is the one who says, "Don't worry, I'm gonna figure out how we're gonna deal with them." But Cheryl then just like
0: this isn't gonna go great. So we cut directly to Pops. It's the evening. Fangs and sweet pea are coming out, and they're you know they're being silly, and they run into the pretty poisons. Oh, hello,
1: ladies, evening. And the second they walked out, my immediate reaction was like, "Fuck this shit! Fuck this shit yeah. so hard!"
0: Like the girls kind of circle them, like, "Hey," and they're like, "Hey, look, girls, we don't want any trouble from your little sorority, which, yes, is sexist and very mean. And like, don't belittle us. Oh, you're gonna challenge us to a pillow fight?
1: Seriously, Cheryl, what is this?" that's the part where it gets interesting because initially it is this dumb fucking gender dynamic that I wish they hadn't even leaned into in the first place. Well, and instead I, we immediately go to seriously. What is this? Where it's like, Hey, we're friends.
0: (laughs) Yeah. These are supposed to be your friends. Like I understand there's a rift and like, I'm, I'm fine with the confrontation of like, you're going to treat us with respect and we're here to deliver a message to you and your leader that we're not to be dismissed or trifled with. But then she says, "Ladies, introduce yourself." And then they basically start beating up the boys. And we zoom in on Cheryl's face, looking very Penelope-like in her pleasure at what's happening and what should have happened. And and I posited this on our drive-through episode was that you know she tells them, "You're not going to dismiss us or trifle us." And then they make a comment like, "Oh, you're going to challenge us to a pillow fight." And then she signals the poisons who have been at the top of pops to release an arrow on their car in like you know, flatten a tire. And then she could have said something like that's just for making a sexist comment and walk away. That's a warning shot. It's tension. It does play a little bit on the gender politics, but it's not straight out violence. Cause that is the thing where it's like, Oh, you took like some boy versus girl shit and made it gross.
1: Unless you're going to make Cheryl a villain and do a heel turn Which they very well could. Their only
0: option at this point to save her character is being interesting instead of gross. Like, yeah, the only option they have is to make her into a kick-ass villain to keep her interesting. Otherwise, this is garbage.
1: Which, maybe they pull it off, and if so, kudos, you did it. But I just hate the way we've gone about it. And I hate... I hate that it's hurt Tony. That's the part I really, really hate.
0: Because they, they've gotten a really fucked up relationship. And I said that the last episode, like, it's not good. It's no. gross. And Shale never suffers consequences. So that shit needs to happen now.
1: Meanwhile, back at the trailer. So Gladys is
0: treating Fang. And she's like, you guys are a joke. He's just <laughs> going, ow, ow, ow. The, <laughs> ki- the guy was shot. He got a bullet to the stomach, and he is owing about some cuts. I love
1: Fangs Fogarty so damn much. Drew Tanner is (laughs) adorable. The thing is, that is totally in Fangs' character to be like, Howie! Love it. And Sweet Mm -hmm. Pea just be like, dude. I mean, we saw what happened when he shot when he shot tall boy oh my god oh my god rolling down. they're gonna be so mad at me <laughs> it's one of my favorite moments drew tanner
0: you're a treasure i love you i'm so glad they didn't like really kill you i was gonna be so mad
1: so gladys throws down the gauntlet it's
0: like jug you need to get your house in order more people are going to defect and more gangs are gonna start popping up and the serpent's little piece of the pie is gonna get smaller and smaller Jack is like the store's open for suggestions mom which i, I like that banter And so Gladys says, hey, go get the ghoulies. They're up for grabs. Trust me, this is your only shot at survival. Go over to Thistle House. Hey, Titi. She did it.
1: Yeah, I know. I know.
0: Check out my new nail color. It's called Vigilante Violet. Fuck you. And Tony Tony just doesn't mix words. I heard what you and the girls did to Sweet Pea and Fangs. The serpents need to know that the pretty poisons are here to stay and we are not to be trifled with. I was going to handle it. The purpose of our gang isn't to air out your petty grievances or pursue your personal vendettas. Thank you, Tony. Mm Mhm. It's for protection and community. I was sending a message, planting a flag. Cut the crap, Cheryl. Thank you, Tony. Thank you. And so then Tony goes, let me ask you this. Is this gang mine or yours? And Cheryl's like, it's yours. Of course. And you can just see it. On Cheryl's face, that when she says it's yours, that she really thinks, for now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this isn't gonna last because Cheryl thinks she can get away with everything, up to and including murder. Actually, that would be great. The pretty poisons accidentally murder somebody, and Cheryl's the one who has to go to jail for it. She's the one who has to suffer the consequences. I want that to happen. I wanna see girl juvenile detention. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're at school, it's Archie and Josie. Josie's like, I'm singing a little Tina at Le Bon Nuit on Sunday night. If you don't mind, I wouldn't mind having you on guitar. And He's like, I got a match. And she's super excited for him. And he's like, uh, he's like, yeah, I- I'm going to lose. Uh, not with that attitude. No, I'm the fall guy. I'm getting paid to throw the fight. Hold on. That sounds shady. Nope. No way. No, duh. <laughs> no fucking duh, Josie. And, you know, Archie's trying to, like, sell her on this. It's like, it's a shortcut. It's how you get your name out. I'm going to be the opening act. And Josie's like, you're getting paid to be beaten down? And Archie does (laughs) say, I'm an ex-con who walked out of the SATs. He's not wrong. No. Josie says, like, look, you've been dealt some truly rotten hands, no doubt. But you can turn it around yourself with dignity. And Archie says, it's a lot of money. It's five grand. And, oh. I love this. She goes, Wow, five grand. So that's what you think you're worth? Damn. Man, they have, like, I love this level of wisdom and clarity on a character that they have wasted in the show.
1: Well, and then in thinking about that, I went, Oh. Y'all are doing the magical Negro stereotype with Josie. I
0: mean, they did that with her last episode, too. They've been doing it for a while since she sobered Archie up. They've turned her into the magical Oracle. Yep. And Yeah, and then they're going to send her on her way Mm -hmm. because we we know she just wrapped. She's done. She's filmed all she's going to film for this season.
1: It is one of these situations where they finally start writing good for somebody after... They already know they're on their way, and yeah. then we turns out, oh, all of a sudden, Josie's this really compelling and wi- wise character, except, oh, fuck you.
0: Oh, we can Ye- use her as a plot device now, so I guess we'll write for her. Yeah, no, it's not good writers, you bad, bad writers. We head over to the doghouse. Hey! hey! And Betty is very, very intense, and she's found Kevin. Kevin, need your help! the farm is a cult. My mom is joining a cult and no one else seemed to be worried about it except for me. And Kevin's like, okay, Maddie, okay. No, no, no. Listen to me. The only way to get real dirt on a cult is to ask an occult escapee. So I started Googling. Hey, they used Google. And I found these articles, dozens of stories, and I found a list of 30 names. Can you help me call them? Kevin's like, no. Why? After Moose left, I started talking to Evelyn. She's helped me a lot. She said she'd even introduced me to some cute gay farmies. Kevin's gonna join a cult just to get some hot ass.
1: I'm kind of pissed at this show for this because I really think they're dangerously close to a kill your gaze moment here. Oh, I already have. I mean,
0: okay, like I know why they had to get rid of Moose. That actor got on another thing. Whatever, that's fine. Also, they used that very, very well. Well, they didn't kill him.
1: I know. I mean, but still, but to put Kevin in the farm. The only way I see around this is Kevin has said, you know, I'm willing to play G&G all the way to the end. Yeah. And I think what this may be is Kevin knowing that there's something up with the farm Mm. and infiltrating. That is the only way that I'm okay with it. Because if they lean into this, I'm going to throw a fucking shit fit. Let Kevin Keller be a normal kid.
0: No, no. I am fine. The only way out of this for me, particularly at this episode with Kevin. Okay. So Kevin's been talked to by Evelyn. She's been really nice. Whatever. I'll introduce you to some gay guys. Okay, cool. Okay. I get that. Kevin's alone. He really wants to be in a nice open relationship. That's Kevin's like main goal. That's fair. Totally valid and important. So he's like, you know, like Betty, like you don't really know everything. So like, let's not be horrible about it. This thing happens with her mom. Betty tells Kevin. Kevin gets freaked out, Was like, oh, but you're on the inside. Now Kevin can be Betty's informant. That's the only way to fix this.
1: Okay. Maybe. I'll allow that. Just please don't make him join no. this cult out of a plot moment because Don't make him
0: almost die just so he can get some ass,
1: okay? Just know. Just know. It's so terrible. You know, like for such for a character that is so good.
0: This is so good. good. Like, not perfect, but good. Let him have some happy rainbows.
1: It's
0: it, <laughs> Again,
1: I, I don't want to be over emotional about it, but it's really infuriating to keep putting him in these positions. I don't disagree. It's the same problem with Archie. Yeah, I know. It is. But I do like that this
0: just highlights that Betty is alone. Yeah. Before the season started, one of the things that Lily Reinhardt said that her motto for the season, at least first half, was you're on your own. You're on your own. And I I like that that still feels like it's carrying over. So that's some consistency here. And uh, I'm going to give them points because we've made it to episode 13 this season. (laughs) And there's been some consistency. (laughs) All right. We're at the sheriff's office. Jughead has shown up to get some advice from FP. And FP's like, the ghoulies, they're a drug club and they can't be house trained and Jughead's like, you know, that's the gargoyles, Dad. You know, the ghoulies just need a strong leader, and I can be that. I just need a carrot that only
1: you can provide. Hold up. Since when has Jughead been a strong fucking leader? You're a garbage leader, Jughead. Like, let's hold up just a minute here.
0: Yeah, so he he basically comes, he's like, Dad, can you give these bad dudes immunity from the law now that you're the sheriff? And FP just sniffs it out instantly. Did your mom put you up to this? She's been here a week and she's already making moves. And Jughead's like, but it was my idea to come ask you. You're so fucking
1: dumb, Jughead. And FP FP doesn't have any choice in the matter. The point Jughead brings up, and this is where FP has to lie, is like, look, the serpents are going to die if we don't do something.
0: And see, I think, I think FP already knows what Gladys is up to because he doesn't have enough details. He's not making any moves yet. Oh, yeah. Like, he knows. Like, I can't do anything about it right now. So he says, fine. If I don't have to sign anything, fine. It'll be live and let live. So we go over to the Pembroke. And Hiram just asks Hermione, have you been in touch with Governor Dooley lately? Uh, He has been returning my calls. And Hermione's just like, no, not since the quarantine. But I saw that you're putting out our best bottles of rum. Are you thinking of having Donald over for drinks? And Hiram's like, oh, no, no, no. Those are for Gladys Jones. Now that she's back in town, I thought it might be prudent for her and me to have a little sit down. And Hermione's face is just, oh, fuck.
1: And she looks at Veronica, who's reading a book, and looks up and is like, you fucking did this, bitch.
0: No, Veronica is also like, shit, 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 shit.
1: She is, too. But also, she just gives this look to her mom as like, fucking idiot.
0: (laughs) We had an out, mom. We had an out. Uh Uh-huh. So we cut back to the Joneses trailer and now Veronica has shown up to yell at Gladys. We had a deal. I deliver payments and morsels of information and you stay the hell away from my family. And Gladys is like, your old man called me. (laughs) You breathe a word of this and I'll tell your son that you're hoping to take over the drug trade. Ooh, you're trying to shake me down. That is awesome. (laughs) Like Gladys just thinks this is hilarious.
1: And then she's like, fine, tell him because he's not going to kill me. She's like, I don't care. I can't say the same for your dad, who might be willing to kill your mom. Better say
0: an Ave Maria for mommy. God damn it. That's so good. One thing is, Gladys has nothing to lose. No. The only thing she stands to lose anywhere is JB, and that ain't happening anytime soon. It's just not. That's just. It's just not going to happen. But she
1: doesn't care about Jughead. Hmm. I think she's putting on a braver face than that, but she knows she can bluff her way through it. She's
0: using him. To, he's a pawn to her.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna
0: use you. Cause he's just like his dad, because he didn't come with her. Like, go over to the gym and Archie goes up to Elio's like, I can't do it, I can't throw the fight, here's your money back and Elio's just like,
1: nope, can't do it. Like, you don't seem to understand. I don't just arrange fights, I arrange bets on fights.
0: <laughs> if you try to win, Ronson's gonna end you right then and there, and Archie's just like, Nope, and he leaves. You go over to Pops and Jughead is meeting with the leader, if you will, of the ghoulies because Malachi is gone. His name is Vern. And he's just like, okay, so you're the last ghoulie standing. Where's the rest of you? All of the ghoulies went to the gargoyles and started playing G&G. Jughead's like, okay, so like, now now who's your, your leader? Because Tallboy's gone. He's like, oh, the closest thing they've got to a leader is some whack job named Kurt who's keeping the game going. Do you know where he is? Can you tell me where to go?
1: <sighs> you haven't earned this shit.
0: Okay, so for those of you who don't know, Kurtz in this whole sequence inside, south Hi- side high, where they they've got all the graffiti and is basically the drug lair squatter town, is all a reference to Apocalypse Now.
1: And also a reference to Heart of Darkness.
0: We also covered that for Macintosh and MOD. So, you know, if you want to hear us complain about those movies, go over there. Uh, Apocalypse Now is actually a good film, but Kurtz is this whack job dude in that movie. That's, That's who Marlon Brando plays.
1: A general who's gone crazy going down the river. I mean, it makes logical sense. My problem here is y'all have not earned this in any form or fashion to make this reference.
0: We should have heard about Kurtz and like Jughead trying to find him for a like an, at least an episode before we got to this kind of scene. Oh my
1: god! Epic journey of Jughead trying to find Kurt as Apocalypse yeah. Now would be amazing. That would
0: make total sense. That would be great. Like, but no, no, go on a journey with the uh, with the other serpents. This is this should have been what brought you and Tony back together. Like. Like. Like, this type of shit. But instead, it's
1: it's a fucking throwaway joke.
0: Anyways, he goes there. He finds the crazy dude. And they're just like, nope, I'm going to keep playing because only the worthy will ascend. So he's crazy.
1: Law? Immunity? I have looked into the eyes of the king. And he is the only law. But Yeah, so. Also, where's the Dennis Hopper character? Because if you're going to do this, you might as well get one crazy cocaine dude.
0: Well, maybe one of them was in that group that Gladys eventually riles up. We head on over to the gym and Archie shows up. He's wearing his letterman jacket. So he's got his armor on. That's Archie armor. That's a security blanket. He's there and he goes up to Tom who's coaching somebody else. And he's like, okay, you're right. I thought this fight with Ronson would help jumpstart something, but I'm not ready. Definitely not on my own. And he just kind of explains everything. I'm worried he might kill me if I'm going to stand even the slightest chance of survival, I need you in my corner. Which I love that he's appealing to Tom's like fatherly instinct here. And,
1: and Tom's just like, are you going to do exactly what I say? Yes, sir.
0: <laughs> yes, sir. Everything. All right. Let's see what we can do to make sure you don't get killed. So like, okay, good. Nice.
1: He's in that track suit.
0: Mm-hmm. God
1: damn. So attractive. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we go over to the Pembroke. It's time for uncomfortable t- dinner time with Gladys and Hiram. <laughs> she comes in and Hiram tries to excuse Veronica. I was hoping to have a private conversation. And Gladys is like, what's the big deal? Let her join. She's so gorgeous. <laughs> Which I will say, Camilla does look exceptionally pretty this episode. She really does. I don't know if they did her makeup differently or they lit her differently. But she looks particularly beautiful in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but it's working for her.
1: Do you trust her? I trust her very much.
0: So we can speak freely. <laughs> Meeting time. Meeting time. And so it's just like Gladys says, you know, here's my offer. I focus on the candy trade. You focus on the prison. I stay away from you. You stay away from me. And Harm's like, my daughter made the same pitch, but I'm afraid that won't be an, o- an option.
1: And then Gladys is just like, all right, well. Let me tell you this, then. <laughs>
0: so Veronica freaks out. She says, Daddy, I've been thinking, if you agree to this scenario, I can get behind that. Help you like you've always wanted. It's what the family needs right now. Everybody wins.
1: Ew. This
0: was Veronica's last card to play.
1: Oh, no, no, no. The story-wise, it's fine. I just hate this whole fucking prison shit. Like, y'all have no concept of how prisons work and- And how it, they're just bad. Groatiness behind it and-
0: like- it's just like for-profit prisons is just modern-day slavery. It's not good. <laughs> so bad. So they they agree to this, you know. I guess your husband, the sheriff, can help me with this stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> what about Madame Mayor? Is she going to help or be a hindrance? And Hiram says, "I wouldn't worry about that. She will not be a factor either way." Hermione's not making it out of this season. No. She she needs to go anyways. Just that. Cut on over to the blue and gold and betty drew is doing her work so she's making phone calls people are hanging up on her but like i don't know how you got this inf- this number don't call me again and so she's getting frustrated she's gone through the whole list and then all of a sudden someone calls her and then she's like okay i, I you know i want to be talk and the person on the other line says i can't say anything over the phone they might be listening we can meet in private And of course, but he's like, I have the perfect spot. How soon can you be in Riverdale? Like, okay, if you keep using the bunker for everything, everyone's going to know about it and it's no longer secret or private. For one thing, y'all keep having sex in it and now you're inviting (laughs) complete strangers into it. Y'all killed a dude in it. Like, come
1: on, people. Also, the farm is tapping everybody's phones? Could be. Well, Scientology. Hello. Yeah. We go to
0: the gym. And Elio's just like, hey, Archie, I'm so glad you decided to show. You're a wise man. Archie says, I'm not taking the fall. And the deal is off. And Elia just looks at Ronson and says, you heard the man. Kill him. We go over to the Joneses trailer. And the whole family is there, like, getting their TV dinner on. It's great. (laughs) Because food fixes everything. You know, how'd the ghoulies go? They don't exist anymore. They're part of the gargoyles now. Same guys, different masks. Well, did you recruit them? No, I'll find another way to find the serpents. The gargoyles aren't the answer. It's and-
1: so deep into G and G, it's like they're lost in the jungle. <laughs>
0: but, you know, an FP is listening to this and he is concerned.
1: What are you hiding? No, Tell it- me your secret, FP Jones.
0: It's no, like, I like this and he's just like, take it easy, boy, get some food in you. Like
1: FP is trying to like stay
0: strong and like
1: keep shit going. Mm, I think FP still has a secret about the gargoyles that he's not revealing yet.
0: Probably, or the serpents. Well, or the gargoyle king. Whatever.
1: I I just there's something that we don't know yet.
0: Well, and also there's all the secrets with Gladys. Which, you know, we, we've already posited that. We're pretty sure she's the reason he went to jail. Secrets with Gladys and Alice. Oh That's a whole thing. I need to know about the overlap of that. Mm-hmm. Also, we have not seen Gladys and Alice together, and I cannot wait. Oh, I won't be able to breathe, I la Kevin Keller, season one. <laughs> All right. We go to the bunker. And, okay, thank you for meeting me, Martha. And Martha's like, the farm had places like this. Secret places hidey holes. So, okay, I like what that reveals because that means there are more bunkers hidden around town.
1: Huh. Hmm. Secret locations.
0: Places similar to the bunkers. There's probably another one of those.
1: Dalton not Doily has a bunker in the woods? Yeah, we'll catch you up, dude. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, so there, there's going to be more of those places. And so Martha left the farm about six years ago. She had joined with her sister, Marigold. She died... During her baptism, she drowned. And during this, Betty's just like, oh, my God,
1: I have to go. I'll be in touch. You have to survive an ordeal to achieve ascension.
0: whoa! whoa, whoa, whoa. So we cut to Josie.
1: She's singing. She looks gorgeous. This is kind of the greatest. It's pretty good. Because She's- she said she was going to sing some Tina. Uh-huh. And Archie's in a boxing ring. Mm-hmm. So we're singing the theme from Beyond Thunderdome.
0: Love it. So this starts and then we start going to Archie's fight with Ronson. Tom Keller looks really hot as a coach. And he's just like, you know, all right, boy, Come and You know, it's going to go back and forth. We see Betty running alone at night. And mm-hmm. she's calling her mother, Mom, Betty. It's called call, pick up. Then we cut back to Archie. And Tom Keller is the cut man. And the and, manager. And the coach. It's a la Million Dollar Baby. He's like, you're doing great. He knows you're hurt. He's going to try to end it in this round. We're going to use that to your advantage. You're going to slip that right hand. You're going to catch him with the uppercut. And meanwhile,
1: Josie has popped up, a la Adrian.
0: Yeah, she shows up. She starts coming there to watch. They're fighting. Come on. She's cheering him on. Ronson basically snaps Archie's nose.
1: Yeah, I was like, is his nose fucking broken?
0: Yeah. And then, you know, they keep going. And Tom was like, okay, this is it. If you want to win this fight, you have to knock him out. You're it's gonna- a
1: five-round fight, which is weird. Yeah. Well, it's
0: you know, he's a welterweight. They'd still go 10. Uh, yeah, well, it's unsanctioned fighting. <laughs> it's, it's like, you've got You've got three minutes. Choose your point. Put him on the canvas. Let's go. So they go. And, okay, they fight you know fight 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 okay ladies and gentlemen we have a split decision judge williams eight to seven ronson judge anderson nine to six andrews judge patterson scores eight to seven ronson wins and like archie's like disappointed but i love tom like you keep your head up arch you won the fight no doubt in my mind (sighs) sisters of quiet mercy we go into the chamber the gargoyle king chamber and they're all dressed in white and evelyn's leading this is so bad happy days friends we are gathered here tonight to celebrate baptizing of Alice Smith. Now this is a day of rebirth, of course, and as much as it is important to remember that birth is no easy feat. No fucking duh! Ew! Ew, 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 ew! It is a trauma to leave the comfort of our womb. Ugh. We push, tear, and spring forth, crying, gasping for air for life.
1: Ew, and I'm done i've had two children ew gross this is literally the worst metaphor (laughs) that i've ever heard come up with for baptism
0: makes me feel so much grosser about birth than i ever did watching live births.
1: i mean (laughs) come on and here's the thing is that I can't? I can't even say it's bad because it's kind of perfect for how creepy this cult is. I mean, it's the exact right tone,
0: but ew! It's just so bad. It's like Betty keeps like running alone at night. She's trying to catch up. She runs not great. No, what's her shoes? They never yeah. put her in sneakers. What's yeah. wrong with them? Today, Alice Smith, you will rip off the weight that you have carried. You will break through the barriers restraining you and you will emerge into the light of your destiny. Are you ready? So she gets in the tank and Polly just pulls her down and we see Alice grabbing at her because she clearly can't breathe. Well,
1: her her automatic reflexes. Yeah, it's just to
0: fight it. You're going to fight this. Yes. Betty bursts in the door. She's like, "Stop! Stop! Get off her!" And then she's like, "Help me to get her out of the tub. She's not breathing, Polly. Oh my god! Somebody got call that She's doing the worst CPR ever." And you know, okay, Alice is revived. She's like, "You okay? You
1: okay?" I believed the emotion. The actions were dumb. The actions but, are bad. But I totally believed Betty's panic.
0: Yeah, that's fine. But I mean, like, do a better job with your c- fake CPR because that was that was lame by a lot.
1: And to be fair. I genuinely believe this is how this cult would do that kind of thing.
0: No, I I get that. I'm fine with that. We go back to the gym after the fight. Archie comes out. He's showered. He has a splint on his nose. It's just like so much for not messing up your pretty face. You know, he's like, okay, how was your show? Oh, I killed it. Like you did here. (laughs) I guess you decided not to throw the fight. I guess that's a win in my book. And I kind of don't like that she's talking to him like he's a child. A little bit here. Well, he's being mopey. True. Do you want to maybe get a milkshake at Pops to celebrate? Unless you have a better idea. And she's got that naughty face on. And then... Hotness. This is hot. Okay, so they, they open a door, and they're in clearly at Archie's room. uh, And, you know, they're kissing, and she takes off her coat, and then he picks her up and takes her over to the corner where we know his bed is. And, you know, this is just way hotter than the shit with Veronica ever was. And also, it didn't require anybody to remove real clothing. I didn't have to see anybody in their underwear.
1: That second he picked her up to put her in the bed was, yes, please. Yes, please.
0: It's like, all right, then. We head back to the Pembroke. It's Hiram and Hermione. Veronica's there. It's like, well, Governor Dooley finally returned my phone calls and I had the most fascinating conversation with him. Oh, uh, what did Donald have to say? He informed me that you made a contribution to him not a day after I was shot. Right around the same time that you were getting rid of my business holdings. Something you want to share? Mi vida? And Veronica tries to go, Daddy, stop. Because he is not going to listen to Veronica's bullshit. Oh,
1: he's about to kill Hermione.
0: Hermione's like, okay, Hiram, It was me. Veronica takes when She goes, I burned your drugs and your equipment. Mom was just covering with a story about the feds. I'm not going to apologize for it. I did it for us, for all of us. And Hiram says, well, you owe me $75,000, Veronica. That's how much you burned away. And Veronica says, fine. I can live with that. And she just makes eyes at Hermione. And Hermione's like, fuck, 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 fuck. I'm dead. I'm going to die. We're back at the Jones' trailer and Jughead and Jellybean are hanging out. And all of a sudden, gargoyles burst in and Jellybean pulls out her slingshot. Jughead's it. got a knife. And Gladys, it's okay, kids. Stand down. What the hell is this?
1: Would you take off the masks already? It's like, Mom
0: is in town. He's like, this is a bad idea, Mom. Bad, bad idea. Sweetheart, sometimes beggars can't be choosers. I know you guys will find some way to work together. We're going to need all the manpower we can get to take this town back. This is a
1: terrible, <laughs> terrible plan, Gladys Jones. Jack,
0: how do you're fucked?
1: You, you are. Know, and what? Gladys me. I mean, if she wins in the end, fine. But this is going to be part of her downfall.
0: Mm-hmm. So we go back to the Cooper house and Alice is all catatonic, you know, wrapped in a towel on the couch. And you know, Betty's like, she's, she's not answering who the woman who escaped from the farm. I wanted her to tell her what she told me, how dangerous they are. You know, I, I know that you don't remember mom, but Polly held you underwater and they wouldn't let you come out. They tried to kill you. And Alice, no Betty, I was reborn. I saw it all my purpose, my destiny. And now that I've been baptized, I can finally purge the last thing in my life that's holding me back. And Betty is terrified to ask this question, which is what? This house, I'm going to sell it. We're all going to be together. You, me, Polly, the twins, Edgar, Evelyn, the farm, all one together forever and ever. And Betty just starts crying as Alice starts saying this.
1: She's lost her mom.
0: Her mom's gone. She's gonna have to spend more time with Hal, and she's gonna have to find somewhere else to live. She's gonna go move in with the Andrews. She's going in next door. That's the only sane place to live. Yeah. It's the only place that makes sense. She's gotta go to the Andrews house.
1: Ooh. Riverdale. What a dark note to end on.
0: It's a great it's a great cliffhanger for the end of an episode. Uh, I am here for it.
1: It's it is scary. Yeah. Well, shoot, we have Talked this episode death. Yep. We got to go find out what's happening next week, don't we?
0: Yeah. So if you're new to us, we're going to play a little music when we come back. We will have just watched the next time on and we'll pause it a little bit about what we think might be happening based on that. Uh, we try to keep, like, true crazy spoilers in that section. So if you don't want to hear that, you can head out now. But please remember to review and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you listen to us. Tell a friend who's obsessed with Riverdale about our show. And you can find us on Twitter at MacintoshMod. And if you want to get access to our Friday instant reactions in our doghouse drive Through. You can get access to that by becoming a $2 a month patron at our patreon.com slash Macintosh and Mod. It's also where you can get access to our entire coverage of the first season of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina.
1: Which is completely out now.
0: Yep. It's up. All 11 episodes. That super fun. We're way more forgiving to that than we are to Riverdale. Well, well, that's because it's good. It's way better by a lot.
1: So let's go watch this thing.
0: Okay. Well, shit's going to get real with the farm and the ghoulies.
1: And the gargoyles, you mean.
0: Gargoyle, ghoulies, same thing at this point. I have a new theory. Oh, really? Kurtz is Charles. (gasps) You might be right. And the ghoulies and the gargoyles is how we're going to get Chick back.
1: Yeah, I would not be shocked in the least. This is a good theory. I'm enjoying it. This
0: is where I'm going because... Why would you name somebody and give them such an important name? But I I have a feeling it's going to get interesting.
1: So the most important part is we know the title of this episode.
0: The title is Fire Walk With Me, which if you don't know what that is, that was a movie they made after the first run of Twin Peaks ended.
1: And also was an integral part of the original run of Twin Peaks as well.
0: So that's where the title comes from. And of course, Major Amick was a star of Twin Peaks and they, they take a lot of style from that. They get compared to it a lot.
1: I Uh, just, they better go full bore with it because if they don't, it's not going to look good for them. No.
0: And I just, I really want the Kyle McLaughlin cameo. I just want him to walk into pop's, order a cup of coffee and that's it
1: and a piece of pie he needs to order a piece uh, of pie
0: fine or he's already sitting in a booth eating pie and drinking coffee and nobody says anything he's just in the background that would make me so happy
1: damn fine pie
0: he doesn't even have to say i don't care just be there just be there
1: i don't know i kind of need to hear him say damn fine cup of coffee that would make my heart of course that make everyone
0: happy but i could understand them not allowing him to do that oh no but him just being present would be the best All right. So until next time. Hashtag go Go Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Thanks for listening.